welcome back to it omnia paratus your host jay here and i have been a wonderfully extroverted social butterfly the past like six weeks and i am tired plus we turn the clocks back so that always comes with its own set of like it's morning so you well, obviously it's morning it's light super early in the morning and then it's dark at like 5 p.m which like i don't love and it's cold and all those things but like we're getting into the holiday season holiday cheer and with me socializing on like a extra level than normal i have had the chance to hear anecdotally and experience some quote unquote like awkward situations and i don't think they're that awkward i think awkwardness is like i mean i don't want to say it does not exist because it very much exists but i think it has a lot more to do with like what's unsaid than like the actual situation that happens so i decided to look up awkward situations and give my two cents on how I would handle them, how I think they can be prevented, and like the whole serenity prayer, like accept the things you cannot change versus like the courage to change the things you can in like a given situation. So thank you internet. We'll start with the first one I found, which is zoning out only to realize you were staring at someone. Are you staring though if like you're, un I mean, I guess if you're zoning out, I mean, I think this is a situation where both things are true. You don't see them because you're zoning out, i.e. Warren at the elevator in Grey's Anatomy when he like cut open the lady who needed a C-section. Like he was zoning out so he didn't see the elevator open. The impact though was like the elevator did open. He did look at a camera so it's like, but is it staring? I think like in a less an emergent situation I guess like I see why it's awkward like oh because like staring is wrong so like I think in that situation it's kind of like except the things I cannot change like you can't change the thing that you were in your head not realizing you were staring off and also acknowledge like the impact that like, someone thought they were getting stared at and people through various life experiences and backgrounds have like different things they feel about that so I think it's just like if you realize you're doing it and someone's like looking back you're like or someone's like oh like hey you're staring or something and you're like oh I'm so sorry and like we can all move on gracefully I think if we do more than that we're like over analyzing and reading more into it as always though feel free to jump in with your opinion speaking to someone and not knowing who they are this one's a little bit of a toughie personally because I'm pretty good with names and faces the one caveat I will be if I learn your name wrong incorrectly or I call you by a different name or we nickname you or something then I probably will not remember your name on a season of the great british bake-off baking show whatever way you want to call it there were a guy I think his name was John and I called him James or his name was like Josh and I called him John the entire season because I could not remember his name so like I'm good with names and I'm pretty good with faces I don't know if it's because like I just that part of my memory is really strong or I worked with kids and so like I tried to really quickly learn their names I don't know what it is but I'm pretty good with it so I'm like I'm good in taking the information and then being able to say it but the question is for me is if the information goes incorrectly but I think like if I'm speaking to someone and I don't know who they are like I can't imagine personally like speaking to someone on multiple occasions and not remembering them like I think if it's in the middle of a first conversation or even like first two meetings that are separated by like a few days a week whatever apart like I can't imagine not remembering someone because then it's like but like in those first call meetings like, oh my god I'm so sorry like maybe what I would do if I wasn't feeling like the vulnerable like confident place like hey I'm so sorry can you remind me of your name which I have done because also people don't get my name right a lot I get 
Jane and Jen and Jade like variations a lot so like I get the whole thing. Maybe I would like ask them something like for their phone number or for their like social or something to like quote unquote like network or get in contact with them or like where they worked where they went to school and then I would like social stalk the heck out of them or like try to find a person who I did know and like try to find them through that person so like yeah I lean a little bit more like non-confrontational in that setting but I can't if I don't have the courage to confront them and just be like hey I'm so sorry can you remind me of your name then I shouldn't be above like finding it out in a more young internet technology person away. Forgetting a friend's birthday. So this year, more people than normal, like my birthday just passed, so this is fresh, like forgot. And they did all eventually like remember trickling in within the coming weeks. So it's not like they forgot permanently. The thing is like, I know my friends like at this point would not intentionally forget my birthday. Another thing is, and this isn't a shady thing, I don't care. I'm trying to frankly phase myself out of all social media. No one posted on stories and that's kind of like the go-to, like I'm gonna post on stories and then one person sees it and then like everyone sees it. So you get like the influx of text. Or like something I do is like in my various group chats, if it's someone's birthday, I will text them separately and then I will also text them in like one group chat to maybe also remind others in that friend group who may not know. They might remember, they might not. I just always double do it to like give the best odds. But thinking back, like it's a lot more obviously about like me because it's like, okay, does that mean my friends don't want to be my friends anymore? Absolutely not. October particularly is a busy time for a lot of people. It's getting into the holiday season. It's like the clocks are back, Halloween weekend, like things are just happening. And I had this realization recently, like the last friend I made was like three, well, okay, so if we're gonna, if we're thinking Madison is Olivia's partner. So I am now friends with Madison, but Madison came into my life as a friend, I guess, in like 2020. So I guess two years, but like before her, the, my, the last friend I made, close friend I made was her girlfriend, Olivia, which was seven years ago. So all of my friendships are at least older than seven years, excluding Madison. So like for forgetting my birthday one year out of the seven, am I going to like throw away or be like, oh my God, my friends don't care about me anymore. Like they're slow, like, like my friends aren't slow fading me because they forgot my birthday. They're busy. Some of them don't live in the same city. Some of them just like don't have the best memory with this stuff. And like personally, like I put friends birthdays in calendars or I check Facebook. Like I have, again, similar with names. I have a memory for birthdays. I still remember birthdays of friends I'm no longer friends with. I remember home addresses and phone numbers, home phone numbers of friends who I'm no longer friends with because like my memory was just like primed for that. So like, because I have a certain vigilance with it, I can't hold others to that standard and I don't. And as a person who like, it's happened to you, like, yeah, it might feel a certain way, but it's like knowing long-term, okay, like out of like all of the birthdays you've been friends, like did they remember? And like, if they did, like assume, oh gosh, I don't remember the exact quote, but I was re-listening to Brene Brown's TED Talk and it was on her podcast, like about the anatomy of trust. And like I, the her acronym was like braving, go listen to it. But I'm pretty sure G is like generous, like like give everyone generously the benefit of the doubt is like one of the things she puts as like a sign of trust. So it's like generously give the people in your life who care about you the benefit of the doubt when they've mostly shown you reliably they remember. Texting the wrong person. I think it like that's on like the context of like what you're texting them matters. I think like when you do like the screenshot thing, like I've done it, I think everyone's had it done to them. It's awkward. Not the most mature thing to do because like why am I, you're screenshotting like, I've done it if it's funny. 
I guess. But like if it's like it's not awkward if it's funny. Like I sent a screenshot of like um, Olivia loves Elenium. So I was screenshotting my friend Lily, her conversation about Elenium to Olivia. And like if I sent it back to Lily, I wouldn't be embarrassed about that. The only ones you might be embarrassed or feel are awkward or when it's with a guy or when like you're trying to like do something non-confrontational or passive is like when it's an awkward thing and like my personal opinion is like you shouldn't be doing it or if like karma happens to have you do it it's like for a reason because like you shouldn't be doing it and also like if you are doing it that way like I don't know if it's because like I run like anxious and like a little bit OCD but like I'm hyper vigilant like am I screenshotting the right message to the right person because like the situations where like it needs to go right it needs to go right so like I don't take extra chances. Talking about someone you don't like and then they walk in. I feel like that's like a sign from the universe, from karma, from the man upstairs, the woman upstairs, the they them upstairs that like maybe you shouldn't have been talking about them. And granted I'm not saying I'm above gossip, that I don't gossip, that I'm not petty, like I can be. But I also think like that person walking in is kind of like a sign like ooh maybe I shouldn't do this or like I don't know. So I think it's like you kind of just have to own it that you were doing it and confront and communicate through that. First day at work. Again, going back to Brene Brown, she has like this acronym, like I think they're FFTs, which are like fucking first times, which are like just kind of acknowledging the fear of being a novice, of being a beginner, of not knowing what you don't know in a new situation, like owning it. So I think that kind of just what you need to do. The first day of work is awkward because of all the things you don't know that everyone around you may or may not know. But I also think we assume when we don't know anything and people know something that yes, they know more than you, but it doesn't mean like you know nothing because like you've been at work before or you've been like if you like let's say it even is your first job it's like well you've been in a social situation before like unless you're an incel which is like a completely bigger different diverted road problem you've interacted with another human before which is like the bare minimum like your first day at work like sure there are different nuances and context to the situation you're in but like you've interacted with people before and that's kind of the basis to like surviving like new social situations. Paying the bill on the first date, ooh, touchy, touchy, touchy. Personally, I'm of the camp and I'm gonna speak from heterosexual relationships because that I'm interested in men. I think as a woman, I always offer or ask them if they wanna split it. I do though, I don't like hold it against men who don't do it. I think like it's interesting. More recently I found when I go on dates like coffee dates or boba, they don't pay. But like when we go out for dinner or a meal, they do pay. But like it really is a toss up. Sometimes for drinks it can go either way. I saw a TikTok about like a girl who went to, on a coffee date with a guy and he like, it was a super long line and she was running a little late because she's parking. She got there, he was down with his coffee and like did not volunteer to go back and like wait in line with her or like didn't ask her to get a coffee like because he saw the line was long. So that was just like an oof, like bad move. I haven't had that experience, but like I do think it's not all about like whether you pay or not. I think it's like a gesture thing and that's why it's on both ends. Similarly with tipping, I did not go on a second date with someone because he didn't tip. It's a gesture thing for me. Like I think it's a gesture of whether you had a good time and I think sure maybe I'm reading more into this and I shouldn't, but like I think most men like who want to pursue you in a romantic way. It's kind of a distinction between like a friend and like a date, I guess for me. But there are many sides and nuances to this. I also think like until women are making as much as men are, like you can fork up a few bucks. But I'm not a thing of like, well, I got my nails, hair and like shaved to a naked mole rat. So you should pay because we also like, yes, we live under the system of like this beauty standard, but also like if you're playing into it just to get a guy like, and then that's the standard you're setting for your relationship, like you do you, but like, I have like internal conflicts with that one. But yes, I think men should pay on the first date. I think women should offer on the first date. 
And I think a woman like be insisting on paying for her portion is like a way to be like, maybe there might not be a second date. So it's a social cue that way too, personally. A hug or a handshake. I'm assuming this is on like an intro or an outro and like similar like the kisses in Europe, I think. COVID really like smashed a lot of this cause like people just don't do it anymore. I think like professional handshake, like I think hug as you want, as you wish, like socially, I think like read the body language. And if you don't want to, just like say it like be on the like offense I'm like no dude like not my thing like personal space like I'm not the biggest huggy person I do it but like it takes me a while like I'm not the most like affectionate touchy-feely person with people I am with babies but like that's a different story not in a creepy way but like I'm not gonna go there um asking your boss for a raise um, there's a great book. I think his name is Chris Voss on negotiation. He's like an F. He was like the number one like hostage negotiator for the FBI. Some of the advice I know is like you should never make the first offer and like you should try to get like subtle kind of qualitative things that you can ask for other than things. But like good book. I think negotiate. I think asking your boss for a raise is just about like having quantifiable like things of why you deserve it, not just like oh well, I've been here a lot. Like having reasons. But yeah, and women ask for more money. Um, the friend of a friend date. I do think that's like it's more awkward. I think I don't know. I don't love one of my friends sent me up with one of their friends considering like I feel like you have to like I think like worst case like it's just gonna be funny because it's like so-and-so like let's say like Angela thought like oh my god me and this dude would be really good and like we're not really good it's something you can laugh about like I say this often and I'm trying to kind of go with this mentality with dating which is like I'm not like there can be like fun dates with not compatible matches or like bad dates with non-compatible matches but like a non-compatible match does not mean they're a bad person and I feel like you can have like a surface level like one hour conversation with like someone who has different political beliefs with different morals with like very different things like just be decent for an hour and I don't know like I feel like if I got set up on a bad date and like we were both like hey like this isn't working like but oh my god isn't it funny that like so and so thought this would work like you could find a way to play it off and be fun and be cute and like keep it light and then like gracefully leave when you both feel like it. Next one says seeing someone you know from Twitter but not in real life. Okay so like we'll replace Twitter. I mean it's like if you're not like fangirling like I guess it would be like weird. I do think it's like about like the parasocial just acknowledging like I don't know this person. Yeah this one next says arriving at an event on your own and realizing none of your friends are there yet. Oof this is a biggie. I will wait outside restaurants. I will call my uber late. I have a big thing about like going in places alone. Anxiety so like I will like be late or like get dropped off down the block or do something so I'm not the first one there. I try not to be unless I have a reservation then sometimes I'll do it but like I've gotten better I think. It's just about knowing my friends are within like a 10 minute radius I don't mind going by myself but if I'm earlier than that it's kind of oof. I should work on that but like as our solo date episode says it's hard for me next is going over to talk to someone only to find they're in the middle of a deep conversation yeah like not great like read the room but also like if you do it oh no like oh shit like didn't realize this sorry and like leave I think like the situation like that get awkward because like no one when that happens and everyone kind of takes a pause it's like whatever your mind goes to first and everyone's mind typically doesn't go to the same place so it's like the first person to like break the ice like break the silence like can easily like de-escalate the awkwardness that everyone is feeling in that moment so just like say something next is waving at someone only to find out they weren't waving at you I have terrible I'm farsighted so I can't see distance so I've done this I've had this done be like oops again play it off you don't know the person probably or if you do know the person and you're waving at them incorrectly like what's like the worst that's gonna happen okay they were waving at someone else lol it's funny like move on like it doesn't mean you're a bad person it doesn't mean they're a bad person like nothing like the world is not ending because you waved at someone who wasn't waving at you I'm not trying to minimize that but I also think it's not again not one to overthink the next one is a sex scene in the film you're watching with your parents 
insurance. I feel like you don't need to be like hyper vigilant, but like if you're really concerned about something like that, you can kind of check beforehand. I got a warning because I was gonna go see and did see Don't Worry Darling with my mom. Like, hey, just so you know, there's a few like spicy scenes in there. And I'm like, okay, I don't really care. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. But the thing is like, if it's something you're worried about, pick a different movie. Like there are plenty of movies that like don't, people don't do the deed. So just like, don't pick one of those if you are awkward with your parents seeing it with you. Realizing at the last minute, I have no angle to properly insert myself into the group. I don't know, like I just like naturally make space for others if they're trying to join. I think it's like weird to like not make space because like there's always probably more space. And if there's not like speaking to them maybe one-on-one, -on -one, so at least they feel included if like you're in the group. I don't know. I need a visual for this one. Pray they weren't asking questions. So I think this is like someone asks you something and like you can't hear, you're at a loud bar, whatever it may be. Own it. Just own you didn't hear them. And if you still didn't hear them, I'm so sorry. I can't hear right now in here. Like, do you want to go outside? Or like text it to me, pull up your phone. Yeah. And so now I found a list of, we're moving on to the top 25 most common embarrassing moments for British people. Um, they said the wave, we already covered that, forgetting an important date, forget that. Misjudging the weather and wearing a jumper on a hot day. I don't know why this is like embarrassing or awkward. I feel like the it's like uncomfortable. I mean, I guess it depends if you have sweat stains that could be awkward but also like it's natural and like it for me it'd be more annoying I always assume I'd rather be too cold than too hot forgetting to put a phone charge overnight so the alarm does not go off mm, I don't really get that one spilling coffee on a fresh white shirt first thing in the morning I don't know why this is embarrassing like it happens and like if everyone's looking at you it's probably just to help you a new shirt again assume generosity with people umbrella turning inside out in heavy rain Ooh, that's not embarrassing that's tough I've had that happen that's just like a rough experience to go through dropping a phone in the toilet I have not done that surprisingly like knock on wood like a lot of people in my generation definitely have but like put it in rice hopefully the toilet was just flushed you're getting headphones for a long journey again not embarrassing someone pointing out the tag left on a new clothes full and like agonizing and like something to roommate out on yes I know some people like pictures I know some people have the outlets that turn off automatically but like I get it but again embarrassing I don't put that on this list opening a handbag and the entire contents fall out oh yeah that's not the best but like again if you see that happen to someone just help them sure like it was a little bit of a flop but like who cares in the long run a technology shift telling a hairdresser you wanted a trim but end up leaving with much shorter hair again courage to change the things i can say when your hair is too short or when you don't like it and if you can't tell like always get tell them longer that's what i do or bring pictures that also helps a lot losing balance in the trains and landing on a stranger lap oh i've done that i've done that in heels before laugh it off i think if like a lot like i was saying these are very like human and common humanity experiences just like it's probably happened to you and just like own it and like let it go i think the faster like, resilience like the faster we can like let it go the less awkward things are this is sleeping through the alarm and tripping over whilst running for the bus honestly just running for the bus it's very very humbling experience and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't falling asleep on the bus and ending up at someone else's shoulder oh my god i'm too scared to let that happen yeah no too scared to let that happen i'm too hyper vigilant but if it does and they let you say thank you as you leave sending a personal email to a colleague by mistake again i just think being on the offense I'm like oh my god sorry that wasn't meant for you stalking someone's instagram and accidentally hitting like on an old photo well then you just got to commit like a whole bunch of other photos and they make it look intentional accidentally mentioning something to a person and realizing they had not told you but they had actually found out through stalking their social media channels oh i own it like oh my god like i saw you were here like i think it depends what it is so like if it's like oh like a mother 
mother's name or like a holiday like I think that's like oh I think I just like I feel like this depends on your social circle I feel like most people find it flattering if like you know something about them and if they're putting it on social media and like you happen to see it like people can see it so like like and also it's like someone's account who like your friend showed you and that's a little bit different but like I think most people are flattered spilling food on your clothes for a job interview it happens tied to ghost stick power pose and move on bumping into someone you've canceled plans with Oh, I feel like that's just, like, poor planning. Like, if you canceled plans and, like, I'm assuming if you're, like, bumping in, like, you're lying. Like, she just, like, told them, you like, why you were canceling. Accidentally ending work call with love you. Oh, this is funny. This is also, like, something that I know is, like, was, like, a trend. Like, accidentally calling, like, teacher's mom and dad, which I definitely have done. But, like, it's just one of those situations where, like, we've all done it. And I think it's, like, it's funny. And I think it's, like, it shows, like, a comfortability level. Because, like, if you're not comfortable, like, you wouldn't be in that situation in the first place. Now, those are some of like the lists I found, but then I found this article from lifehacker.com that says 10 awkward situations everyone has and how to deal with them. So I thought I would read their advice and then probably disagree and tell you why I think my advice is better. Their first one says, making small talk and dealing with awkward silences. Their advice says, whether you're at a party among strangers or there's a long lull in conversation among people you know, silence can feel deafening. Everyone wants to have more interesting conversation or at least avoid awkward ones. The key you might guess is to come prepared have a plan shore up some good go-to stories or use the ford technique to small talk into actual conversation and sometimes enjoy the silence what's the ford technique un momento use the ford technique to make small talk easier okay well let's see what this acronym is for oh family occupation recreation dreams oh geez this just reminds me of the episode of gilmore girls where paris is going on a date with jamie and is worried as he doesn't have his gat and like has like oh these flashcards the talking points i think like yeah i think similar to a job interview like if you know you can get nervous or you can't handle like silence have a few things prepared but also like questions like who what when where why like oh my god your shoes are cute where did you get them or what did you do last weekend what are your plans for the holidays like questions are another way but also apparently afford the next situation is confronting a coworker. The most uncomfortable situation often involves coworkers, though people we interact with on a daily basis and perhaps borderline friends with making it all the more complicated. If you have a problem or a completely inept coworker, try to have a discreet, polite conversation with them or kill them with kindness. If you have to call out a coworker for slacking off, consider whether she or he is a roadblock for your work before figuring out whether this uncomfortable situation uncomfortable situation is really worth your problem or intervening. I feel like Matt handled this very well in our other conversation about like empathy about like coworkers, which is about like meeting people where they are and like knowing like kind of about like their motives and their processes and like why they do things the way they do to come to like an understanding. When they say confronting a coworker, like, you can confront a coworker about many things. Good work, bad work, like, the confrontation in itself is a neutral. It's like why you're confronting them. Talking to your kids about sex and other sensitive topics. Having the talk about sex with your kids might be definitely uncomfortable. It might not be possible to have a matter-of-fact discussion, human physiology, and relationship, blah, blah, blah. However uncomfortable a conversation might feel, kids are taking their talking cues from you. Yeah, I think it goes both ways. As a parent, you just, like, need to do it. I think literally like your job as a parent is to parent and like having these awkward conversations is part of it because the thing is at some point in time your kids are going to learn about these things from someone and I feel like at least the philosophy I was raised with and obviously I'm not a parent yet but like you'd rather the information come from you first to be as accurate as like 
you can with your values and what you know about your kid and what they're ready for than like from like Jimmy at school. Talking about taboo subjects. Speaking of uncomfortable subjects, adults are notorious uncomfortable with each other about sorts of topics like money, religion, politics in particular. Most of us avoid these subjects when visiting in-laws it's sometimes necessary or helpful to have these conversations. Our focus here should be on curiosity and learning. For example, learn from religious perspectives and if you want to contribute the keys to stick to facts and try to find common ground when discussing controversial subjects. Yeah, I don't believe in taboo subjects. Like I feel like you should be able to talk about everything. I think like everything should be on the table until like people energetically with boundaries tell you like, oh, I'm not comfortable talking about that or like, we don't talk about that. Like, and that's everyone's right to like what, what they're comfortable with. But like no subject in its nature, I believe is like innately taboo, but it's like being also being respectful. Like asking people on the first like day you meet a couple, like, hey, how often do you have sex? Like read the room. But also like if you're like having your own problems in your marriage and it's a couple you're close to and you kind of want to gauge in some advice, like maybe you can ask that. Like I think it's just like context really matters. Owning up to a mistake. You messed up big time. The biggest discomfort is that period when you realize the major error and owning up to it. Be honest and do your best to take your ego out of the equation. The sooner you do that, the better people will be and forgive you or even better find more daring. I agree with that one. Surviving situations that involve the human body. <laughs> Jesus. You know what makes people real uncomfortable with the human body? Specifically that involves bodily fluids, odors, and touching. We're very particular about shaking hands perfectly, not passing gas in public, avoiding others' constant sneezing and germs. Peeing correctly in a urinal and getting rid of bad breath. First, of course, the basic hygiene down and then it's all about respecting people's boundaries. Oh my god, there's this whole TikTok series of these visuals of like, there are some podcasts, I don't know, but it's like guys asking girls like which urinal is the correct one to pee into. It's like if a guy's the second one, like which one should you go to? And kind of the policy, which is kind of similar to the way I view like seats on a bus, which is you always like sit as far away as you can from people until like you have to take a seat or like take a urinal closer. To me, is like the best etiquette, but like, yeah, I think bodily fluids and stuff are hard. I think COVID helped with it a lot, frankly, because like we have a out to like not want to touch or kiss or touch people. We don't like consent and like want touch, but like, yeah, wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer, cough into your elbow, not your hand. Yeah. Next is helping someone through illness or grief. When someone you know or love is in pain, it's hard to find the right words that might actually be helpful, whether they're dealing with a loss of a loved one, illness, or another health issue. The ring theory is a good guide for knowing how to comfort someone. Okay, well, let's see what the ring theory is. So to avoid being unintentional incentive, Susan developed the ring theory, which works like this. Create a set of rings, like one, uh, like the one above. Um, I don't see a graph above, but I'll believe them for this. In the centermost ring, place the affected name. Outside of that, place their loved one's names. Friends go in the circle outside that and coworkers and acquaintances farther out. If the person you're talking to is on a smaller circle than yours, comfort them, offer support, encouragement, and allow them to vent in any way they deem fit. Then feel free to vent your own frustration to someone on the more outer circle than you. Okay, I've heard of this before. Yeah, no, I see that. I think that makes sense. Especially after just watching the series for Scratch. Definitely makes sense. The last one is dealing with people who make you uncomfortable. Maybe it's the family member who always has to have it her way, the friend who never lets anyone else get a word in edgewise or the coworker overshares personal details, but uncomfortable situations will probably always come up because that's human nature. The brief guide, blah, blah, blah. The truth though is it's good to be uncomfortable now and then like a Navy SEAL when it happens, use it to grow. Yeah, those are some of the ones I found. Other than the first date, with the one that, another one that I think that's like interesting,
interesting that like we've all dealt with this like how to deal with the check i've had some like horrendously awkward situations of like paying for the check i think now that my friends and i are adults it's like easier like everyone typically can afford to at least put it on their card and then have everyone venmo them which i think is just nicer to servers also still tipping 20 percent. and remember particularly for my pals in california it's like there's the sf mandate there's taxes and there's still tip so don't just like pay for your food unfortunately we're not in europe and most restaurants don't like include all that so please don't just take like oh my coke was five dollars my food was twenty dollars so i'm sending them twenty five dollars that's just not legitimately how it probably works i heard an accurate number is like take your price of like just your portion and then times it by like 1.3 and that kind of would gather everything between the mandate taxes tip but i don't know if that's accurate or how the person came to that but remember that i think like the way I see it, and again, this the way your friend group culture, however, does it is fine. I think my assumption when I go out to dinner with friends is that we're going to be splitting it evenly. Like that's my going in assumption. And if someone wants to do it itemized, I believe it is their job to speak up or we order. I mean, like, oh, I actually only got that. I think also though, I'm someone who's observant stuff. Like you did only get something small. Like I might not be like, let's split down the middle. But I think like, it depends on how you read the room. But like, I think I go out to meals with my friends, assuming we're going to just split it evenly down the middle, no matter how many people there are, like, we're going to eat the same, we're going to share things, like, we're not penny pinchers. My friends are all very generous. I've been to meals where I've treated my friends, and they've been to meals that they've treated me. And like, going into like, eating with my friends in that generous spirit, like, that's why I, I my assumption is we're going to just split it evenly and eat similarly amounts of foods. And if you're uncomfortable doing that, I believe it is your place to be like, hey, like tonight I can't do it. Either choose not to go. Say like, can we itemize, like tonight I want to itemize. Just like be more on the offense than like wait for everything to come to the end. Because I think like people might make different decisions otherwise. And I think it's your prerogative. And I think like in my group, it's typically used to just like splitting it unless someone asks to itemize it. Or sometimes like similarly, my friends are observant. Like if I only get like, if I don't get a drink and everyone else gets a drink, like I might pay a little less but I'm also not like against like forking over a little more to cover like a drink or two like it depends but I think like I go into meals assuming we're all gonna get around the same amount of stuff and share a lot so I assume we should just split it unless and if I can't do that or I don't feel like doing that I'll just like I try to say but I'm normally one who's just okay splitting it I found more like not am I the asshole but like reddit a reddit thread from eight years ago this is what's the most awkward situation you've ever been in so I'm gonna read through these and give my two cents. So the first one says, I was at a friend's birthday celebration at a bar, drinking, dancing, etc. He pulls me aside and says, now kubaya boss. I have a friend coming soon. She's a lesbian but looks like a boy, so don't say anything insensitive. No problem. People come and go, guys and girls. I made good friends with one particular dude that came by. We even went back to his place after the party and had wrapped up for some more drinks. And it's right there, the three of us sitting at the table, who bah, bah, says, so your lesbian friend that looks like a dude never showed up. The dude was the lesbian friend. That's just like a lack of awareness in like your party mode. Like I feel like you should have been more aware. <laughs> But yeah, definitely awkward. Ooh, the next one says, went through my first ever job interview with poop in my pants. No idea why they didn't ask me to leave. I shit myself walking into his office going for a job at a hotel. He actually gave me the damn job. Two years later, he owned up at the workers' party. He knew what happened, but cut me a break because I was soldiered on. Yeah, like, I think people are too comfortable posting stuff on the internet. Like, I feel like people who post stuff like this, like, didn't have, like, a community with inward to share that. So, like, they're putting it out there because, like, this is, like, where they feel community. But, like, oof, some things are too, but yeah, that's awkward. 
Okay, well, let me see if I can find any more because that was like not entertaining enough. Um, when I was at work once, I was kind of tired, not, not paying attention at all. A customer had been given a spoon of soup for tasting and returned the spoon to me. I saw a spoon with food remnants on it and without thinking, I licked it. As soon as I did, I realized what I had done and immediately hit the kitchen area to the customer left. Oh, oof. Yeah, that's funny. That is kind of embarrassing. But also like awareness, like self-awareness. Next one. I struck up a, hey, how have you been doing conversation today with a person outside of my office only to realize halfway through I've never spoken to this person in my life. I only recognize him because we work in the same building and I see him all the time. In the scheme of things, it wasn't that terrible, but it got me thinking, what are some social awkward situations you've been putting yourself? I think that's lovely. Like, I don't know why that has to be awkward. Like, what is the definition of awkward? Alexa, what's the definition of awkward? The adjective awkward is usually defined as lacking skill or dexterity. Lacking skill or dexterity. Okay, so like I guess like lacking social skills or like awareness is kind of, okay, I see that. Mm, next one. My wife and I were doing grocery shopping and I got out of the car and she started walking to the store. She came around the car and started walking beside me. I took a step closer to her and held her hand. It took me about five steps before I realized her hand looked funny. I looked at her and she wasn't there. I was holding the hand of another man who I had never seen in my life. It was obviously he had no idea what to do with this and neither did I and I just said sorry let go of his hand and walk slower till he got ahead of me oh this is hilarious yeah I guess like lacking skill but like awareness like I think awareness is all of it like being aware of like I don't know whether it's because I have anxiety or like because I'm so afraid of the unknown or because my control issues but like I just don't have this lack of awareness I couldn't I'm not saying I could never be in this situation but like like this is not like likely to happen because like I'm so aware of things because I would like I do so much to prevent that situation next on the first day of school I'd been told there was a new student from China who barely spoke any English oh no Someone pointed him out to me and I went up to him very slowly and said, hi, how was the plane ride from China in my most friendly voice? The whole room quiet and the guy who was Asian American had lived in America all of his life spoke perfect English and said, dude, what the fuck? How racist are you? It was only then I considered the possibility I may have pointed towards the wrong person. Oh yeah, no, that's not awkward. That's just kind of racist and a microaggression and ignorant. At pretty much any group gathering i'm forced to attend everyone's standing in groups of two to five chatting away i look quickly for someone who's either super chatty and will fill up the conversation or someone i can actually think of something to say to walk up to the group realize at the last minute i have no angle to properly insert myself into the group end up standing slightly behind someone who can't see me continues chatting away other person people try to focus on their conversation but clearly see me loitering creepily five to thirty seconds pass anxiety rises i bail to the next group repeat till i finally get to flustered and get a bathroom break Oh, yeah, he could use Ford, maybe. But I also think, like, yeah, again, awareness. Like, if someone's, like, trying to, like, enter a group, I try to make room. Like, I don't understand, like, how you get into loitering. Like, um, just had this happen yesterday. It's not outrageously awkward or anything, but it did jump to my mind first. I was at a store browsing some Christmas cards. There's a woman standing near me also looking at the display. I pick up one of the boxes and look at it. She looks over and says, that's a nice design. I look over and say, yeah, it's nice. Too bad it's in French, though. Moi? is what does that even mean she looks up gives me the weirdest look it wasn't a few minutes later i realized i was holding upside down in the cards it's snow <laughs> that's funny yeah i think like a lot of these situations are funny and i think i guess like awkwardness to me a lot of like where these situations like start is like lacking i mean i guess they are awkward because like lacking the skill or like awareness of like what you're in or like doing things and like maybe it's because people are more in the present and i'm too focused on like the future or the past to like let myself get into that situation or maybe it's the way i want to be perceived as intelligent or like i don't know if I'm like over analyzing myself, I'm being too self-aware, but like I'm just so self-aware I can't imagine all of these things or like taking myself too seriously in them because like shit happens.
Um, next one, he's a private school print or sorry, he's a school principal and he goes to a wine festival on his way home, slightly drunk. On the train, he runs into the parent of a boy he used to teach. They get into talking and that's when my family friend asked how the boy is. The parents look shocked and said, he passed away last year. You were at the funeral. You spoke. He apologized profusely, but I think that's the most awkward story I've heard. Oh my God. Oh no. I just like, oh, I viscerally i'm like oh my god i can't even imagine that that's like this like when takes the cake for like, the most situations because i think oh god alcohol people oh this one's long okay i was visiting my girlfriend now wife in college one weekend we went to a party and i ended up having way too much to drink and blacked out see alcohol does it all we went back to her dorm room and both fell asleep i'm definitely in her room next to her at this point I wake up on the floor with a bunch of blankets on me and a trash can next to my head. Must have been getting sick. I stand up to crawl back to bed to my girlfriend, but there's a woman with different colored hair in her bed and the sheets are different and the shit on the wall is different too. That's when I panic and sprint out of the room, but I'm still super drunk and I tripped on the blankets on the floor and fell flat on my face. I walk out into the hallway with bloody nose and I'm calling and I'm out of breath. Girlfriend's room is right across the hall. I walk in and she's sitting on the bed pissed. Apparently, I got up to pee an hour earlier, never came back. She went looking for me and couldn't find me. She talked to the girls across the hall the next day and apologized on my behalf. They both apparently laughed and said it was fine. Their account, according to my wife, I just barged into the room complaining about something when I sat on the bed and realized the person wasn't my girlfriend. I apologized to them and said I was lost and that the best thing I could do when you're lost is to stay put. So I sat on the floor waiting for my girlfriend to come find me, fell asleep, and they put blankets on me. Didn't get sick, but they weren't taking chances. Well, that was kind of them. And like, now she's your wife. So like, live and learn. This one said mature content, so I can't read it without a Reddit account, which I do not have, unfortunately. Okay, back up. Um, This one says, my starter makes things so awkward. It's so bad. Um, This is where our society is ableist and needs to normalize and interact with people who have things such as stutters or Tourette's because it's not like they're trying to do it. There's this girl on TikTok who I watch she's in college right now and it's like her friends and she films her having her like I don't know if they're I don't know if this is the correct terminology but like having her like stronger Tourette's episodes like in class and like how she like hits herself and hits her neighbors and like will yell profanities and like make normalizing it and that it happens and that we should just all kind of accept and be kind that those things need to happen like people we should be going out of our way to make it less awkward for people who have things like that at least that's my take um in fifth grade I wrote a bunch of little notes to the boy I had a crush on I decided it would be a great idea to give them all to him the last week of school along with a picture of myself oh like big huge colossal mistake why was it a mistake the notes and picture been passed around during an all-school assembly and i was being laughed at by people i didn't even know oh that's sad shooting her shot like i hope like she had the resilience like to keep that up to like shoot your shot because like that was like a good thing but i feel like reading through all of this i feel like a lot of these situations are like giving giving your agency away and like giving like your control away or like not having a little more awareness and self-awareness in situations is like what makes it awkward like if I like fall on the subway or like I'm running for a bus yeah it's a little funny and a little awkward but like ideally the bus driver's nice and stop normally they don't but like it's like not lacking like it's not awkward to run for the bus because you're not lacking dexterity or skill like you're trying to do something it's like similar to like when you get rejected on a date like it's not lacking skill or dexterity it's like you're shooting your shot like and I think maybe a lot of these situations like we need to reframe from like loitering in a conversation to like I'm attempting to participate and to like make space for myself and it's not awkward but like what's awkward like I guess the awkward part is like that no one has the awareness to like let you into that conversation 
conversation to make space for you or paying on a first date like it's not awkward it's like it's awkward because like I think again both people particularly me as a woman I'm always on the offense like do you want me to pay like I mean normally it's not that I don't normally have to pay but it's like do you want me to Venmo you do you want to split it like I think it comes down to like I guess it comes down to like vulnerability and it's like showing that like you're willing or that you're offering or that you want to be generous or like start off like being outwardly kind and like not being like I'm gonna play this game like text him on Saturday and then not text him until Tuesday and then like forget and then like oh he texted me an hour late so I'm gonna like be on the offense of like generosity and same thing if you see someone like something happened like someone fall or like you call someone and them it's like hey I'm so sorry like what's your name again like similarly to our example of like the plane and asking people to switch seats you're if you're like if you forget someone's name and you're I'm so sorry what's your name again or like if it's a name that's particularly hard to pronounce like hey I really want to get the pronunciation right can you remind me of your name again like and they respond terribly you don't need to feel awkward that like they were really rude to you about it I think like if you're coming from a place of like generosity and kindness and really trying to do right by other people and they reciprocate telling you that was awkward or like belittling you from it like that's on them like they made that situation awkward you didn't make the situation awkward because you were just trying to show up authentically and like do right by other people so all in all I think we need to reframe like what like quantifies or qualifies as like an awkward situation because like as we heard it's like something that lacks skill or dexterity and I think like if you're not lacking the social skill but therefore trying to show up is the skill and anything after that will play out as it needs to play out but like coming from an authentic place I guess I don't want to say that means you're never in an awkward situation but like it kind of means you're not because you're showing up you're not lacking skill or dexterity like if you're doing your best and I think like your best can have improvements like more awareness like realizing when you need to read the room because the conversation going on or when you're zoning off or if you're holding up Christmas cards upside down or something like you can gain more awareness and self-awareness or like know where you're at if you have social anxiety and also like trying to show up is like the opposite of being awkward it's being vulnerable which is like what we all need to actually connect and communicate better and thank you for coming to my TED talk because I think like I won't get or say anything smarter than that so thank you for listening to this episode of In On Me A Prod. Thank you for listening to this episode of In On Me A Prodest. Don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. As always, where you lead, will follow. So head on over to at Pod on Instagram and let us know what you want to hear about in the comments. And have a great Thanksgiving or hope you had a good Thanksgiving depending on when this comes out. At least American Thanksgiving. It's a perfect time to practice with all the holiday parties and social gatherings. This stuff and these measures to prevent awkward situations this season. Happy holidays!